First Thessalonians chapter five, verse six. He said, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God have not appointed us to wrath. But to attain, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Who died for us. That whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you for Sunday morning. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the songs. Thank you for the praise. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the fellowship of the believers, Father God. We hope and pray that when we leave this place today, we'll be stronger and more encouraged. We'll be not only stronger and more encouraged, but we'll be filled yes, Lord. with spirit and the power of God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So we, we, we're at Sermon 3 at our 165-series-long study of the commands of God. We're, we're studying the commands of God and, and there is 1,050 of them in the Bible and we're going to cover a lot of them. We're going to cover a lot of them and today we're going to cover probably 15 of them. How many do you see in the verse? As I was reading, as I was reading those four, six verses, four verses, how many commands did you see? How many commands did you see? And I think, I think when we learn to recognize, God is not suggesting something to us when we read his word. He's not, he's not saying, well, maybe you ought to think about doing this. Or you ought to think about not doing this. The word of God is God's word to his people saying, here's what we need to be doing. I don't think it's hard words. I don't see any hard commands in here, but there are commands. All commands ain't hard. Sometimes we think of Gomer Powell and we think of Sergeant, I forget his name, always up in, in, in Gomer's face, hollering and spitting on him, you know, the Marines. But God's commands are, are his love letters to the people of God. If we love God, we will keep his commands. Some people think he's just talking about the tent. No, if we love God, we're going to enjoy him because his commands are going to keep us what? Gonna make us better, keep us strong, keep us out of harm's way. So here, here's the first command in verse number six. He said, "Therefore, let us not sleep." Amen. He said, "Let us not sleep as others do." Here's another command, but let us watch and be sober. So when 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 Paul is telling the church, "Let us not sleep," he said, "Let us not get to where we're not paying attention." Let us, get, let, let us not get to where we are so caught up in the world, so caught up in the things of the world that we are almost, it's almost like we sleep to the craziness that's around us. Let us pay attention to what's happening in the spirit realm because we will sometimes miss God's assignment because we sleep. You, you, you're not going to have a job long if you like to sleep. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? The supervisor ain't going to put up with many days you coming in saying I overslept. They might put you on second shift for a while and say, see how this works for you. Okay? But there are folks that oversleep on second shift. Okay? Some folks just love to sleep. Paul said, we ought not sleep. Let us not sleep as others do. Who's the others? He's talking about people who don't know the Lord. Amen. See, when, 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 when God called us, we would sleep. Amen. Okay? God didn't call us out of, out of our sleep for us to go back to sleep. Okay? He called us out of that. And, 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 and being asleep is sort of like a lifestyle of just not caring. How about that? You know, you hear, you see some folks we know, they don't care about nothing. They just sleep. They woke. 
They ain't in the bed under blankets or nothing. They just sleep. Sleep to the things of God. Sleep to the love of God. Sleep to the mercy of God. Sleep to the grace of God. They want it all. Paul said, let us not there. Let us, therefore, let us not sleep as others do. But here's another command in this verse. But let us watch. How about that? Let us watch. Let me stop right there. Let us watch. I know y'all watch me. I'm up here. I put myself in a position to be watched. But we ought to watch everybody that we allow into our world. We ought, to let, we ought to watch every spirit that we allow into our space. When, 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 I, when I worked at the prison, we, we had a standard rule that an inmate could not get in your space. I mean, you always would have to stand arm's length away. If an inmate got into that space, then that was considered a threat. Okay? So when you when you when you dealing with when you dealing with folks you don't know. You don't know what kind of spirit they carry and what kind of spirit they bringing into, into this situation. You never better watch them. Pay attention to them. Pay attention to them. Okay? Let us watch. That's a command. That's not a suggestion. Let us watch what we what we hearing. See, you see, a lot of a lot of preachers don't like to be questioned. They don't want nobody to question them. Yes, I, you know, I'm and they're almost like the holy viker. That word viker is a, is a word in Catholicism where, where the Pope said, I'm God on earth. Okay, a lot of preachers don't like being questioned. Remember Paul? Paul was a great preacher. I talk about him a lot. Y'all know I love him a lot. I love what he wrote a lot. But Paul, 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 he, he congratulated the Berean church. He says, he says, he said in, 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 in Romans 17, 11, he said, he said the Berean church were more noble than the Thessalonica church because they went home and studied what I had taught them and came back and asked questions. Okay? Mary was saying today, you know, she, she, she used to go to church where she couldn't ask questions. See? I, I, I'm a question answer. Okay? What that mean? What that mean? I mean, you, if I'm telling you something, you ought to, ought to know what it means. If somebody telling you something, you ought, well, you, know, you, know, ought to, you ought to know what it means. Why are we doing it this way? Amen. Amen. Paul says, Paul said, let us watch and be sober. How about that? What's that word sober mean in the Bible? Okay. Let us be serious. That's a seriousness. It's, it's not, you know, in the Bible, the Bible does talk about not drinking. Okay, it does talk about drunkenness, but this is not what he's talking about. He said, be serious about the things of God. Okay. I think the church has lost the seriousness of the things of God. And it, it's just too much going on that ain't serious, that ain't biblical. Everything that goes on in the church ought to be biblical. Amen. It ought to line up with scriptures. Amen. Okay. I only know one language. I only know I'm, I, when I when y'all come in here, I'm gonna speak one language to y'all. And if I start speaking another one, I need a translator up here. Amen. That's biblical, okay? And if we all start getting getting the Holy Ghost and we all start speaking in different languages, then we need more translators. And then we ought to do it in order. And then we ought to do it one at a time. Okay? And then when we look around here, we ought to see some foreigners up in here, dude. Amen. There ain't no use of speaking in languages. There ain't no foreigners in here. Amen. <laughs> see, carnal, see, you can't, you can't get carnal, you, you can't get carnival without carnal. The two go together. So when, when he says it's a carnal church, it's a carnival church. Amen. It's a carnival church. A lot of games. Step right up, you know. Step right up, you know. And you got you got all kind of stuff going on in a carnival. Be sober. Amen. Serious. This is serious business. Amen. This is serious business. It breaks my heart. 
When, 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 when I, I used to go to a church and, and it was right in the hard, the hardest part of the town. I, and that's one of the reasons I was attracted to it. Because it was right there where all kind of people would come in all the time. It would have been, it would have been like in the Bible, a port city church. It was on the south side. And it would, but every Sunday, there was different people coming in. And you know what kind of spiritual condition they were in. I don't know what kind of spiritual condition many of us are in today. But I know one thing. God's word will cover it. Amen. God's word will cover it. So when Paul said, when Paul said in his word in, 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 in 2 Timothy, he was telling Timothy, he said, Timothy, you preach the word in season, out of season, meaning you don't know who needs to hear it. It may be a hundred people in here, and oh, I, mean, I heard that before, but one person ain't heard it. See, we talked about it on Wednesday night. There was when, when, when God did his miracles, a lot of folks was around. A lot of folks was there. But when the woman, with the woman with the issue of blood, she was crawling through, she was crawling trying to get to Jesus. All them other folks was touching them. They didn't want nothing. They weren't touching him right. This woman touched him. She was serious about being healed. And she touched him. And she touched him with the touch of faith. And God said, somebody touched me. And, and, and the disciples said, listen, a whole lot of folks touching you. They, they, would, see, they weren't there, but they weren't where Jesus was at. Now Jesus said, no, no, no. Y'all don't understand. Somebody touched me. Because I felt power, virtue leaving my body. And let me tell you something. If you're in here today and you saved and you are filled with the spirit of God and God is your Lord and Savior, you touched him. Amen. You touched him and God, God's power left him and went into you. That's, that's interesting. Verse 7, let me keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk about this verse. It's just a fascinating verse. He said, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. I don't need to explain all that. Okay? They that sleep, sleep in the night. They that are drunken are drunken at night. Somebody used to sing it back in the day, the night time is the right time. <laughs> Jake, Jake, Jake looked at me and said, man, you always got one. We were brought up on that. Freaks come out at night. Y'all, see, see, these folks are here to sanctify sometime. <laughs> the night time is the right time. Come on, see this. See y'all wonder why me and Margaret cool like that. <laughs> Margaret keep it real. But let us, verse eight. But let us who was called out of darkness into His marvelous light. Okay, we ain't in the dark no more. We ain't in the night no more. We ain't getting drunk no more. Let me get, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Sydney looking at me. I ain't gonna look at Sydney. Because Sydney don't want me to say this. If y'all Christians, y'all belong to this church. And y'all out somewhere drinking. Drinking wine and beer and smoking weed. Don't be telling people I'm y'all pastor. <laughs> Okay, just, just try, try, you listen, if you're drinking wine and beer and, and smoking dope, don't be talking about the church. Amen. Just leave that alone. Amen. Don't be going, you know, my pastor, he teach and preach good. Listen. <laughs> See, I heard that yesterday, and I'm sitting here like, I, I hope none of y'all out there telling y'all how good I preach and y'all got a beer in your hand and a wine glass in the other and a weeper, weeper, a reefer. They don't even call it reefer no more. You got your medical card. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I ain't looking at you, Cindy. But let us, watch, see here, here, here's my point, here's my point. 
but let us. Christians, spirit-filled men and women of God, let us command. This is a good command. This ain't hard. Who are of the day. Who are of the day. Who have been called out of the darkness. Who are of the day. Be sober. Be serious. We talked about it this morning. 24-7. You don't get no breaks. You don't get no breaks. You, you, know, I, you, know, I'm, you, you don't get no breaks from being a Christian. You're a Christian 24-7. Okay? Chris Stephen, you get on that elevator, leaving your apartment, going downstairs, you are representing God from the time you push that button. I don't care who in the elevator. How they smell. You see what I'm saying? Give God glory in all you eat, drink, and do 24 7. It ain't hard. It ain't hard. No, I know that. Because there ain't anything too hard for the Lord. You say, you say to the Lord, you say, you wake up in the morning, your morning prayer is, God, I want to give you glory in everything I do today. You think he won't answer that prayer? You think he won't answer that prayer? And he'll remind you the spirit of God if it's in you. Now, if you ask that prayer and you're running around acting a fool all day, you might not have what you think you have. Okay? You might have. You and you, Jesus might not be on the main line. <laughs> Okay? Yeah, you might have a little God. Little G you might be praying to. Little G's don't answer prayers like that. Oh, God help me. But let us who are of the day be serious. Be serious. That's what it said. Be serious about the things of God. Be serious about our walk. Be serious about how we talk. Be serious about the fact that we represent Jesus Christ. We are his ambassadors. Mm-hmm. See, they'll call an ambassador home if you over there acting fool. Amen. You can't be an ambassador representing whatever country. You can't be over there acting fool. Because you represent. See? See, that basketball player that's in jail over there in Russia, she, was, she really was an ambassador for, for America. But she, see, you can't go to Russia. They ain't smoking weed in Russia. Yeah, you see, anybody know that? They ain't, you ain't smoking no weed in Russia. So if anybody you get a get a trip to, to Russia, don't take your weed over there. Don't take your vape pipes over there. You know, Russia don't play. Yeah, they don't care about your medical card. Don't go over there smoking joints. Them dogs pick it up. Let us. Let me get finished with this verse. Let us, because Paul going to explain to you how to do this. He going to, he not, see, this is a wonderful thing about Paul when he taught. He didn't just say do something and didn't explain it. He going to, if, if somebody tell you how to do something, you go to buy something, there got to be instructions in it. See, I didn't put a whole lot of stuff together and go to stand it up and it's like, what the heck do we do? <laughs> then I got to go all the way back. One, two, three, four. See? Now watch Paul tell you how to, how, to, how to do this. Watch him explain to you how to do this. He said, let us who are of the day be sober. Here's how you be sober. <clears throat> Putting on the breastplate of faith. How about that? Put that on first. That go underneath your stuff. Okay? That breastplate of faith. Faith, faith is one. What does that mean? What is the word for faith? Trust. Okay? Somebody said commitment. Faith is, is, is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So you got faith. Okay, I'm putting on this breastplate of faith. I can do whatever God has called me to do. I call by faith. Somebody say without faith. Without faith, you can't do nothing God asks you to do. So he puts it, put on the breastplate of faith and love. How about that? That'll help you with some of the hard people you run into. That'll help you with some of the folks you want to cuss out. Okay? Okay? That'll help you with some of them folks that get on your last nerve. That'll help you with folks talking on the phone, blocking the streets. And you in a hurry to go somewhere and they just stopped seeing some one of their boys. They just stopped in the middle of Market Street and they talking. 
That faith, that kind of faith will stop you from blowing a horn because you might be blowing a horn at a psychopath. Okay? That kind of faith. And love. And love. And, and, and nobody has love in there because there was a time that was us. There was a time we was in darkness. And we got loved out of darkness. Amen. We, you didn't, we didn't come out of darkness. You know, hate didn't bring us out of darkness. Love brought us out of darkness. How do I know? For God so loved the world. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, what? Believeth in him should not perish. Love lifted us up. Somebody else said love covers a multitude of of sins. Amen. So when you add faith and love together, you can get along with anybody. You can get along with a lot of folks that you think you couldn't get along with. Faith and love. And if that ain't enough, watch this. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. So, so really, if, if faith and love, if faith and love can't get the job done, you still got something that the world don't have. You still got something that you didn't have when you was in darkness. You have the hope of salvation. How about that? You know what the hope of salvation is? The hope of heaven. We got the hope of heaven. Ain't that something? The blessed hope. We got the hope of heaven. See, when we get a bad report, you got a bad report. I don't like what I saw. I don't like what I saw. I think I want to take another MRI. I don't like what I saw. I think I'm going to take a biopsy. I don't like what I saw. Guess what? We still have. Even when we get that kind of report, we still have the hope of salvation. And where is that hope found? Come on, y'all. Where is that hope found? It's found by our Lord Jesus Christ. It's found in Christ. It ain't found in the world. It ain't found in Cleveland Clinic. It ain't found in Mercy Hospital. It ain't found. It's found in Jesus Christ. It's found in Jesus Christ. Verse 10. Who died for us? Who died for us? How about that? We ain't died for him. Some folk run around like they died for Jesus. I hear people all the time. I don't need to go to church. I'm the church. I don't need to go to church. I'm the church. Church ain't important. Church ain't no good. Pastors ain't no good. All they want is your money and your wife and your car and your girlfriends. And, 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 and. You know what I'm telling them? God knew all that before he wrote the Bible. Amen. He knew the church was going to be struggles. He knew the church was going to be difficult. He knew the church was going to have headaches. He knew the church was going to have bad pastors. He knew the church was going to have bad choir members and bad choir directors and, and deacons and all that. He knew all that. He still said, don't forsake the assembly yourself together. He still said it. Okay. Okay. He said, do not forsake the assembly. That's a command. Don't tell me you're a Christian and you I don't go to church because people like you. That's more reason you should go. Somebody say, well, that's a bunch of hypocrites. We got, we got plenty of seats in here. <laughs> we got room for a bunch of them. Come on. Watch this now, verse 10. I'm going to close with, this, I'm gonna close with this, these, these seven or eight commands. Who died for us? I like this. Who died for us? Jesus died on the cross for us, not for any sin he committed. He died for our sins that we could be forgiven. He died for us. So whether we wake or sleep, live or die, as Christians, we should live. We should live together with him. Last command in that verse. We should live together with him. We should live together with him. How about that? Just don't go to sleep. Let me give you a story. Great sleeper. This guy was called a sleeper. Young. He was a prophet. He was called a sleeper. God, God told Jonah, he said, Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh. There's some bad folks over there. But I die, I'm going to send my son to die for them. They're my people. I need you to go over there and preach the gospel to them. Jonah said, I don't like them folks. 
I don't like them folks. Now Jonah was a prophet. I don't like them folks. They didn't kill a whole lot of Israelites. Jonah had a fence around the city with skulls of all the folks they didn't kill. Jonah said, you're taking this prophet thing too far. (laughs) Jonah said, I'm not going. Matter of fact, I'm going to take the first ship to Tarsus. Matter of fact, I'm not going. I'm going the complete opposite way. Y'all know how this worked out for Jonah. So Jonah's on this ship on the way, and in and, 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 and verse 4 of Jonah chapter 1, it says, But the Lord, all caps, sent out a great wind into the sea. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. God was getting ready to tear this ship up. Why? Because if a prophet refused to do what God said, he's going to die. Verse 5. Then the mariners were afraid. Now, on the surface, looking at that, you might say, Pastor, you're going to have to dig to get, I don't have to dig to get nothing out of that. He could have said the people on the ship. He didn't say that. He said the mariners, meaning these were skilled. These were veteran. These were shipmasters. These were masters of the sea. Now, when them kind of folks get scared. Now, if you're on a cruise, remember y'all, remember the cruise? The cruise got in trouble and the captain got off. Uh, that happened for real. That's a true story. The ship was going, going to sink and the captain got off. He went to jail. See? So when the captain's scared, you know you're in trouble if you're on that cruise. That's the cruise from the, from, okay? I'm just, that's a bad cruise. I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> okay? Then, then the marinas were afraid. You don't want to be on no ship when the, when the people running the ship are scared. Okay? And they cried every, they cried every man unto his God, little G. See, they, they served the God of the sea. They served the God of the fish and all that, of, of the water gods and all that. And, and they cried every man to his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea. They were scared. They were throwing stuff off to lighten the ship. To lighten up them. Watch this now. Here go Jonah. Here go Jonah. See, 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 there's some, there's some comfort come with being a prophet. He wasn't scared. Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and he was asleep. No, he wasn't just asleep. He was fast asleep. He was knocked out. Ship going through, he is knocked out. Not a care in the world. So the shipmaster came to him. Now this is a scary thing. So the shipmaster came to him. Now see when the world started calling out the people of God. And this happened. When the world started telling the church the truth about what the church ought to be doing. We, we, we know we got messed up. When, it, when, the, when the world started saying y'all, y'all shouldn't have that going on in the church. When the world starts seeing the things going on in the church that's happening in the world. Okay? When the church full of hoochie mamas and, and the world come in and say, this looks just like this looks just, look just, just like the club. There's a problem. Okay? So you get in trouble preaching like that today. You know, you may be pastor, you can't be preaching like that today. You're gonna preach all the women out of the church. Let them come as they are. And that's no, that's no problem. Let them come as they are. They ought to hear the word of God. They ought to change. The word of God ought to, the word of God ought to change them. Okay, none of us in here are the same as we, we got, first got saved. We've all changed. We've all grown. We've all matured. And that's just the whole maturation process. But when the world said, when the world starts saying, what meanest thou, old sleeper, the world calling Jonah the prophet of God. 
a sleeper. A sleeper. How about that? He's saying you sleeper. You're not paying attention. You're not sober. You're not vigilant. You don't have on a breastplate of faith. You are a sleeper. And he's telling Jonah to arise. A godless man. Call upon thy God. He knows Jonah. He said call upon your God. Capital G. And if it be so that God will think upon us that we perish not. Now as far as I want to go with that. I'm just saying the church can't be asleep. The church can't be asleep. We, we, have to, we have to do a better job. Why do I say that? Because the word of God says judgment. Judgment must begin in the house of God. So we be looking all around and we be pointing a finger at everybody. God ain't pointing a finger at everybody. God's not coming back to this earth and pointing his finger at what's going on in the Republican Party or what's going on in the Democratic Party. God's not concerned with that. He's going to come back and he's coming back for what? His church. His church. And he's going to say to his church, did, did you stand on the word of God? Did you preach the word of God with power and authority? Uncompromising. That's what God's coming back He's going to judge the church. He's going to judge the church. So he says, as, as Peter would so graciously say, another command in, in, in word of God. Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8, he says, here we go. Be sober. Oh, a whole bunch of commands in 1 Peter. Be sober. That's a command. Be serious. Be vigilant. Wide awake and watchful. How about that? Wide awake and watchful. He says, be vigilant. Why, Peter? Because your adversary, the devil, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. You know, a lion, a lion don't roar till he's next to you. And the roar of a lion is so powerful and so strong, it paralyzes you just for that instant for him to get the advantage. That deer might be five times faster, but once that lion gets right up on him and that roar go off, must the deer muscles must tighten up just enough. Just enough. Be sober. Don't let nothing sneak up on you. I tell people all the time, pay attention. Don't let nothing sneak up on you. Watch you, I was telling Margaret, watch when you leave here at church, watch you behind you. If they follow you too long, turn a couple times. And then if they still follow you, reach your purse and get your stuff. Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. You know what? You know what? You know what part of the body animals fight over you know what part of the body animals fight over this is the part that they want the most the heart the heart satan wants your heart he wants your heart when he gets your heart he got you he got you he got you he wants your heart one more story man one more story This is why I tell Mary. I said, Mary, stay out of my sermons. You ain't, you just, this is your first time coming to church. <laughs> Look at Matthew 25, 1. This is a fascinating story. I feel, I'm in a storytelling mood. I'm all giddy. I'm all giddy today. I got, I got Claire here and Mary here. I got, I got Lori here. Kenny's here and Carol. Blanche sitting on, Blanche, you woke? <laughs> Blanche be looking at them scriptures. She was, ta- she was taught world, she was flipping them pages. See, you flipped them pages. Look at Matthew 25, 1. This is a great story. Talking about paying attention and not being asleep. Now Jesus told this story. He says, and then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened unto ten virgins. Ten. 
which took their lamps. Each of them had lamps. Think about lantern. Think about a lantern with a wick in it. Think about that. I, I don't know if that's how. What is a lantern with a wick in it? You know, the ones we used to go fishing up on the ski lake at night, you got a lantern with a wick in it. You know, a little oil in it. Y'all used to, Margaret, don't, Margaret, Margaret went all the way back to when she was little. <laughs> oil lamps. They had them in her house. Girl, you look, how old are you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now, 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 watch. They had the ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. How about that? The bridegroom. Okay. God himself. It's a parable. And five of them were wise. And five of them were foolish. Now some of you, oh, see we got to be politically correct. You can't say fool no more. So what I did, what I did, I went to the, went to the word of God. And, and we have a dictionary. And it's called inner, 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 inner radio dictionary, something like that. And it gives you the, what these words mean in the Greek and in the Hebrew. So foolish means moros, where you get the word morons. So, so I can say it like this. Five of them are wise and five of them are morons. Then somebody said, well, you can't say more. So I, I went back. I said, I got to get, I got to make sure I'm right with my church because they really sensitive. So another, another word for moros was this. Dull or stupid. So five of them were wise and five of them were dull and stupid. Sorry, you can't say stupid. All right. It had one more in there. It said... Five of them were wise, and five of them were blockheads. That's what, that, I'm serious, that was came up in the biblical Bible for the word foolish. All right, let me keep going. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Let me say that again. And they that were Morons, blockheads, and stupid took their lamps and took no oil with them. See, they weren't on green energy. They had all electric stuff. They'd already converted over. <laughs> Lord help us. But the wise... Say that again, Vaughn. But the wise, that's us. That's us in here. I know it's more than five of us, but that's us. We the wise. We took, we took oil in our vessels with our lamps. How about that? We knew what was going on. Why? Because we were serious. We were sober. We was vigilant. We knew that he may not come. Okay, he may not come. When we think he's going to come, he may take his time. He may tarry a long time. So we're going to take us some extra oil. Okay. Okay. Hear what they did. Now watch. And why the bridegroom tarry. Some of y'all sanctified folks know that word tarry, don't y'all? Y'all think, think the Holy Ghost getting ready to come up in here. So I say tarry, y'all be thinking like clothing tongues floating around. Terry mean took his time. Y'all had to wait. Okay? Y'all had to wait. So he tarried. So, so when the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Now, now, now pay attention to the language. They all slumbered and slept. There's nothing wrong with slumbering and there's nothing wrong with sleeping. Okay? There's nothing wrong with slumbering, okay? Slumbering is not a bad thing. Slumbering, slumbering means you, you, you got an uneasy type of sleep. You, slumbering means you may just be on the couch and nodded out for a little while, okay? Sleep means you in the bed. Slumbering means you just dozed off, okay? You, you, just, you know how your head be nodding, 
going backwards, snapping. You don't want to be doing that while you're driving. But you ought, you ought to see, that's what it means. They slumbered and slept. And at midnight, see, at midnight, midnight, midnight in the Bible don't mean like midnight in, in our culture, okay? So, so y'all already know where I'm going with that, right? The midnight means a time of day where it's quiet and it's dark and you sleep. Unless it was when we was out there doing our thing. And then we're going to wait till the midnight hour. I'm sorry, Jake. Midnight is a time where folks are supposed to be asleep. And, and really, it's a quiet time of day. Okay? It's a quiet time of the day. It's a quiet time of the day. So if something, if you hear a loud noise at midnight, it's, it instantly alarms you because it's midnight and it's, it's always quiet. Okay? Stay with me. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Now remember, it's dark, and the bridegroom is coming. It's dark, and a cry was made. You don't know what kind of cry it is. This is why I like the wise ones, because they also had a knife on them. See, they, they also had a weapon on them. See, see, some, see, see, see. Now somebody said, where, where you see that at? I see it. Deacon Jeremy see it. And at midnight, there was a cry made. First thing you want to do is make sure, what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the commotion about? And they said, behold, the bridegroom cometh. Here he comes. Go ye out to meet him. What was required for you to go out and meet him? You needed light. You needed oil in your lamp. Okay? Because you weren't going out at midnight. It ain't had street lights. So it, was, it was dark, dark. <laughs> it was dark. Okay? So you can go out with no lamp. You're going to run your head into something. You don't know where you was going to go. You can fall into a ditch. I'm just being real. Now watch. Now watch. Now watch. Verse 7. And then all those virgins arose, all ten of them, the morons, the blockheads, the stupid, and the wise. They all rose. See, everybody talking about heaven. And then all the, all the virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. What are they trimming with? Okay. Okay. They, they were knife, these were knife-carrying virgins. They trimmed their lamps. And the foolish, the blockheads, the morons, said unto the wise. You ever had a moron, a blockhead, try to tell you something? See, folks think Christians are crazy. <laughs> I know that's true. You know, you get, you get unsafe folks, they think you're crazy until they need something. Oh, yeah, amen. See, they, 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 y'all hear me say it all the time. They'll take everything, they'll take everything from you but your Jesus. Amen. Some of us are getting here, here, take my oil, go ahead. I, I'll just sit here in the dark and go to hell. That's what the text is saying. See, them, them, them foolish, and, and they was foolish. They foolish said unto the wise. Give us your oil. Don't you see this knife in my hand? Give us your oil for our lamps are gone out. Look at the language. Look at the tone. That's so disrespectful. And they ain't really expected. See, see, a lot of foolish people, they wise people are the fools. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? The foolish people think the wise people are the fools. Look at the language. And the foolish said unto the wise, I'm wise. I got me some oil, okay? I got me. I do. I got me some oil. I got me a generators. I'm ready. And the lights go out. I'm room room. I told city I can plug up some stuff. 
Don't y'all be bringing y'all's lamps and stuff over? <laughs> y'all understand the tone of this thing? Look at this. Look at this. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil. Give us of your oil. For our lamps are gone out. Whose fault is that? Y'all think, see, see, a lot of people think the Bible is just, is just soft. No. Watch how these virgins respond. See, see, the virgins, the virgins, the virgins represent wise. Wise people aren't pushovers. Wise people ain't going to just be bullied and punked out. We're going to do all things that give God glory, but here's a God-given glory opportunity. Here. No, I'm not giving you my will because I'm going to heaven. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to stay down here in hell with you. That's what it said. And the wise answer, here we go, saying, oh, not so. Not so. Then they give an answer. Lest there be not enough for us and you. But go rather to them that sell. Ain't nobody open at 12 o'clock at night. <laughs> I, I, I think that word sell should be replaced with that S with an L. Or that S with an H rather. He said go, go rather to them that sell. That's a dangerous thing. Ain't nothing open. Plus you ain't got no oil in your lamp till you can find a way there. And buy for yourself. That's a rebuke. That's a strong rebuke. He said, you, he said, go rather to them that sell. Really what they said, you should have been doing this anyway. Y'all watch us go and buy oil, stocking up, stocking up, stocking up. And they sitting around doing nothing. See, ain't that how the world do? Ain't that how the world do? Ain't that how the world do? The world see you going to church every Sunday, going to Bible school, going to Sunday school, paying your offerings and, and praising God and worshiping God and praying. And they ain't doing nothing. But when all hell break out, help us. Ain't that, ain't, that, ain't that the truth? I know I'm telling the truth. It ain't been on their knees not once. My knees all, my knees all cut all up from praying. I, I, I'm broke from off giving offerings, and, and, and I'm on my way to heaven. You want what I got? And you ain't done nothing. Go, 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 give, go, go, go. I'm all excited. But the wise answer said, not so. Lest there not be enough for us and you. Go, but go rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. That's deep. <laughs> That's interesting too. That's interesting too. Go buy for yourselves. Know what that means? We talked about this morning. Personal. Get yours like I got mine. Your relationship with God is Personal. My relationship with God is personal. He got plenty of oil, though. He got plenty of oil. Okay? He, he got plenty of oil. Now watch this first. See, I'm going to close. I'm, I'm going to close. And while they went to buy, they'd have been gone a long time because they wouldn't find nothing in the dark. They had to probably wait to wait the date. But when they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Uh-oh. Get some Noah's Ark stuff here. We get some Noah's Ark stuff here. Pay attention, Noah's Ark. Y'all remember what happened, Noah's Ark? Everybody got on the boat. And the bridegroom, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready. <laughs> See, I don't have no other job. I don't have no other job. My job is to get y'all ready. That's it. My, I, I'm not entertaining y'all. Y'all, if y'all come here for, to be entertained, I'm the wrong guy. Not that I ain't funny sometimes. Not that I don't have wit. Not that I don't have a sense of humor. Not that I don't enjoy laughing because I do. But when it comes down, when it gets right down to the real nitty gritty, I'm gonna preach this gospel and I'm gonna explain it to you. And I'm not gonna try to speak over nobody. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is. All I'm saying is, verse 10, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. He, he's coming. He's not announcing it's coming. The Bible says he's going to come when you least expect it. So we ought to be living like we expected. 
That's it. That's the scripture. And the trump of the archangel will be sudden and unexpected. But those that are what? In Christ. In Christ. Not in the club. In Christ. Those that are in Christ. And while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready or in Christ went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut. The door was shut. Lord, help us. Don't shut the door on us. Let us get ready. Let us get ready for that glorious day when you show up. Let us have oil in our laps, lamps and let our wits be trimmed. You know why they trim lamps? You know why they trim lamps? So they would shine brighter. So they would shine by brighter. You know, there's an analogy there. Sometimes some of us in here need to trim our lamps. Trim off some stuff. Trim off some stuff that's causing us not to be able to shine like we want to. We need to trim some stuff off. Might be some friends, might be some family, might be some hobbies, might be some habits. But we need to do some trimming. So when God comes, we will shine. See, we we, we were made to shine. God saved us to shine. God, God in his own words said, you are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. We are to shine. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put them under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your God in heaven. How about that? Amen. Amen. Precious Lord. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you you for the word of God, Father God. Let us be sober. Let us not sleep as others do. Let us watch and be sober and be vigilant. Father, give us that. Give us that. We want to be better. We want to shine. We want to shine. We want to be bright and shining. Folks, we live in a world of hopelessness. Folks are dying all around us without hope. Dying without hope. And we say we have hope. Let us be able to share not only our hope, but share our our love for you. Share the mercies and the grace that you've shown us with other folks. Father, thank you today. Thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.